to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back, a former federal agent. He's an expert on the border. He's running for District 23 Republican, great state of Florida, a great state of Texas. It is a, a district that's the largest district on the border between Texas and, uh, and Mexico. I think it's the largest district on the border with Mexico in any state. It's Victor Avila. Victor, how are you? Good to see you. Doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me back. You're very welcome. Um, I want to get into uh, very quickly what's going on on the border, and I just want to spend a lot of time on this because you go all the time. Uh, on average, do you go once a week, once every other week? How often are you down there? I've probably been there once uh, every other week right now. I, I just got back from Del Rio, and I'll talk to you about what I what I discovered over there. Well, I definitely want to do that, but let me ask you right up front. You speak Spanish, and uh, and you get to talk to a lot of people that are coming in. But lately, there are a lot of people from different countries coming in. Are there people that don't speak Spanish coming in? And is it a, is it a large number now? Absolutely. And let me, let me just give you the, some of these countries. Syria, Yemen, Bangladesh, China, Russia, and a bunch of others uh, that do not speak uh, English. As a matter of fact, what's kind of weird about that, Joe, is some of these actually speak Spanish. Some wow. of these individuals coming over, that, that tells me a lot that they've been spending a lot of time in South America, Central America, and of course, Mexico before making uh, the way into our country. And by the way, you can get asylum in Mexico and that covers the international asylum laws. Victor, why is it that people in America don't seem to understand that if somebody is in a bad way and they want asylum, they can ask for it and get it from Brazil. They can ask for it and get it from Mexico. They don't have some inherent right to come here. Why are people confused by that? Uh, because they, the, it's the mainstream media telling them that. And, and that's a great point, Joe, because you know what? They're not asylum seekers. They're not seeking asylum. They have told me personally, a bunch of them saying, no, we're here because we want a job or we're going to get a better opportunity or because we're going to get rich. Believe it or not, I heard that wow. from a Venezuelan. Oh, you're going to get rich. And I said, well, listen, <laughs> that doesn't happen automatically here in this country. you got to work right. hard for that. But um, it, it, they don't qualify. Uh, I purposely asked them. Are you being persecuted by your government because of your uh, political affiliation, religion? No, they tell me absolutely not. We just came over because we got an invitation to come over and it's going to be better and they're going to take care of us here in the U.S. Stunning. It's uh, Victor Avila. You can go to VictorAvilaForCongress.com and it's F-O-R, VictorAvilaForCongress.com. When these people come from the countries that you named, and by the way, Yemen was one of those countries where people were banned for coming in or from coming in during Trump. They keep calling it the Muslim ban. It never was. 92% of all Muslims on the planet were still allowed to come here. We were not accepting people from places like Yemen where we don't share information. We can't vet them. How are we vetting people now at the border? Are we just letting them in, Victor? There's absolutely no vetting, Joe. And uh, we consider them in the Department of Homeland Security, SIA, special interest aliens, meaning because they come from special interest countries that are uh, state-sponsored terrorism and all that. So we uh, we have no ability right now because the, the processing and the vetting that this uh, administration wants you to believe is non-existent. It, it's a, it's a five-minute interview in front of a computer that, by the way, a lot of these processing agents are doing remotely through zoom they're not even there in front of them and they're wow. allowing and pushing them through pushing them through they're pushing so many right now and you you heard the numbers this past week eagle pass and obviously in, in tucson arizona and lookville arizona thousands and thousands that they don't even fit in the in the facilities that they built for them so now they're just being released to the streets it was twelve thousand in one day it was a week ago wednesday i'm not i'm not sure exactly what the border crossing was but twelve thousand in one day under obama jay johnson said it was a bad day if there were a thousand that came across now it's 12 times that and the administration keeps acting like it's not a big deal can you go, can you go through the process for my audience and for me i know that you're close with border patrol agents they're not going to come on i get it 
Um, but what is the process? I, I come across illegally. I sit down, as you said, in front of a computer. Do I get a phone? Do I get money? Do I get food? Do I get a place to stay? Do I get a plane ticket? What, what happens next? All of the above. So they'll, they'll come in. You're coming through the river. You're coming through the desert. Either way, you'll get uh, taken to a facility. Uh, they'll get to you within the next uh, 48 hours process you it's a five minute interview of give me your name give me your address where you're going and then there's several uh, several things that happen here joe some people get issued a, an nta a notice to appear some get a uh, notice to report uh there's different some get people get placed on a monitor some get phones some don't uh and then the, here's the key where, where most of the stuff is being handed out through the non-governmental organizations the ngos because then border patrol is then transporting them to the local ngo where the NGO continues to exploit the illegal, believe it or not, by charging them money to put them on a bus, to get them on an airplane. And if you go to San Antonio airport, for example, uh, is a large number of illegal aliens present at the airport waiting to get on an airplane that you and I are boarding. The big difference is they don't have an ID to do it. So the government is saying to the, the NGO, here's some money, you do it. This way the government could say, we're not doing it. That's right. That's absolutely right. And, and, and it's billions of your dollars and my dollars are being given to these NGOs, uh, different different organizations. They're, they're in Eagle Pass. They're in El Paso. They're in San Antonio. San Antonio is overridden right now, not just with the, the facility there in town, but now at the airport. That one got so overrun that they had to build a, a facility out of the hangar, an illegal alien camp there at the airport to hold them there as they start distributing them through the rest of the country. I mean, it is, it is chaotic. It's not a crisis anymore. This is by design and it is chaotic. And people all over the country are now saying, wait a minute, this is this is beyond what even the Democrats are saying this. And this is why it's so important to fight in Washington, D.C., because right now there's a bill present to uh, for money, whether it's going to go to Ukraine, when it goes to Israel, right. and they included this money to the southern border but it's not the money that you and I would want it for, for border security. They want it to get more people hired to process more illegal. So there's a big struggle and fight in D.C. over that right now. They're selling it, Victor, as you know, as this is border security money. This is going to secure the border. All you have to do is throw some more billions of dollars at it and the border will be secured. But you just told the truth. They're not looking to do anything because it doesn't cost anything to go back to the Trump policies. And the Trump policies were exactly what's on the books law-wise. We've got legal immigration allowed, and here's how you do it. Illegal immigration is not allowed, and here's how we stop it. We have proof just a few years ago that it worked. So you, you, you actually just told the truth, and I think you're the first person saying it out loud. That money would not do anything to stop people from coming across. Two policies, remain in Mexico and end catch a release, would stop this immediately within uh, hours. Uh, but, but the Democrats don't want to do that because guess what? They would be giving Donald Trump a win because they would say that, uh, in fact, he was right. And those policies were actually working to actually secure the border. But, but the, the, the point I want to make here, Joe, is, you know, I'm tired of seeing these, these cr crimes being committed by illegal aliens in this country. And just this past week, a 16 year old little girl, a cheerleader in Texas was murdered by an illegal. How many more of these cases are we going to have to listen to and hear before anybody acts? Apparently, they don't care, care anything about the hundreds of thousands of deaths of fentanyl poisonings. Uh, but even violent crimes like this that affect those people. Now, people ask me all the time, oh, everybody commits crime. Yeah, but not until you're the one affected and it's your family and it's your child that was raped or, or uh, even be before that or uh, less than that is a burglary of your home, uh, breaking into your car, because that's exactly what's happening in Del Rio. And I want to kind of tell you what I saw over there. Please. 
Uh, so, it's, uh, it's, uh, hold on. I want to present who you are again. Victor Avila. Go to Victor Avila for Congress. It's A-V-I-L-A. Victor Avila for Congress.com. He's running for District 23. Uh, it's a seat held by Tony Gonzalez right now. Victor is challenging him, and we'll see how that how that works out in the end. I saw a piece of video the other day where a cartel member literally cut through a, a part of a metal wall that's in, that's in place. The Border Patrol agents did nothing. DHS did nothing. It just happened. And then once that, that piece of that wall was gone, people flowed right through. Cartel members on the other side of the wall shrugs his shoulders with a mask on and then goes about his business. I mean, Victor, they're just laughing at us now. They are. And let me tell you, you're describing Lukeville, Arizona. And, and this is the, 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 you know, they discovered 10 IEDs uh, uh, on the, on the uh, right there on the other side of the border. But to me, I, I wasn't surprised because I worked there. I worked in Mexico and the cartels have, are terrorists and they have been using IEDs. They have been using car bombs. They have been using all these type of, of terroristic uh threats and, and uh, uh, to, to the people, not just in Mexico, but affecting a lot of people coming through all over the world that are, in fact, finding themselves coming through that journey. And so it, exactly to your point, the reason why you saw all this struggle there is because that that corridor is like the main corridor. We used to call it cocaine alley back in the day and then became fentanyl alley. And now it's human smuggling, human trafficking alley. And it's a lot of money that the on the Mexican side, the Sinaloa cartel within themselves, a faction of them, the Chapitos, the Sun and the others are fighting for the struggle to maintain that plaza. And that's why it's important to understand what's happening in Mexico, because what's happening there is directly affecting us here in the United States uh, and every in every state, because the people are not staying. Not all of them stay in Arizona. They're, they're being right. funneled to every part of our country. It is uh, Victor Avila for Congress.com. It's Victor Avila, former um, uh, special agent, uh, former uh, special agent with uh, with ICE and H. What is HSI? Homeland Security Investigations. There you go. Okay, we appreciate you. You are an expert on Mexico. Is the Mexican government doing anything? to slow this down because I just I get the feeling that the cartels can do anything they want with no resistance. Not only are they doing nothing, there's no pressure being put by our government on their government. There's no pressure being put by any other country because guess who else is in there? China, Cuba, Venezuela, Russia, uh, Hezbollah is coming in through uh, Venezuela and uh, making sure that the you know the people coming and being released from Venezuela are coming with a different agenda. I just spoke to a lot of Venezuelan Americans uh, that follow this very closely here in the U.S. and they're very concerned with the ideologies of communism and and socialism that they're being sent with those specific agendas. They don't want to work. They don't want to be Americans. They're not going to assimilate to our country. What they're wanting to do is change it. And this this administration is allowing that to happen all the way down to our local level. And Trump was able to get Mexico to act because he basically said, we're cutting off the money. We're going to put big taxes and tariffs. You better put the military on the Guatemalan border, which they did. They listened to him. And, and stay in Mexico is going to be the policy. And they fought a little bit about it, but but Trump got what he wanted. So it is doable. And then Biden goes down there and accepts an award from the Mexican president. Thank you for not building any wall. It's like bizarro world, Victor. The world, the sea change on that border between Trump and Biden, it can't be overemphasized, can it? It, it can't. It cannot. And, and you, you have to treat this like a war because I believe it is. Um, and uh, people that have been affected by it uh, directly will tell you that in fact it is. But we don't treat it that way. Why? Because they're they're next door to us, or because we do billions of dollars in trade. Listen, we we could do both here, but we still have to have border security present. And and yes, we continue to give money to not just to Mexico, but all these other countries. Yeah. We first still have to cut them off. And then start making deals on the trade that we make with these people and say, listen, we're going to have to put, start implementing some sanctions. That's what I want to do in Congress and get their attention because that's the only thing that gets their attention is uh, going after the money.
It's Victor Avila. He's running for District 23 Republican, great state of Texas. Um, I've got to ask you about these IEDs. That, that stands for Improvised Explosive Device. Were they, were they um, high quality? Were they professionally done? Were they just somebody put together some explosives in a car trunk and they hoped that it would do something? What, what, what were they finding? So they're not, they're not as sophisticated as you would think of an IED uh, found in the Middle East, right. but it's an, it's an explosive device. It's got the black powder in there. It's, got, it's enough to cause damage and, and, and kill people, and, and, and that's all you need when it comes to it. Uh, these, these cartels will use any means possible to terrorize, to control, to extort, and to uh, uh, allow themselves the ability to continue to bring in. By the way, it's heroin. It's cocaine. It's methamphetamines and, of course, the fentanyl and the human beings right now being probably the biggest commodity for them. And they will go to any means. But I want people to understand this is nothing new. I saw this 15, 20 years ago and uh, just nobody would report about it. But now that we see a report of IEDs, oh, my God, everybody gets excited. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's bringing uh, uh, you know, the awareness to the people that this is the threat that we've been facing from the cartels for a very, very long time. And it is a public safety threat. It's a, definitely a national security threat. Yeah, well, what, what do they accomplish with IEDs? Uh, they blow something up and that makes law enforcement go away? I'm not, I'm not sure what they accomplish. IEDs in the Middle East were to stop us from taking out the bad guys. I get it. But the cartel needs to be able to bring their goods, their stuff, whether it's fentanyl, people, sex trafficking, whatever. They need to be able to get it in here. They don't want to kill their customer. What's the, what's the objective? No, well, a lot of it is cartel on cartel violence, okay. cartel on, on uh, Mexican military, cartel on law enforcement in Mexico. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of innocent people are killed, uh, just like they get killed uh, in the shootings and all that. Uh, and a lot of times, the cartel people, never you'll never hear anybody say this, but they will... Uh, get innocent people, dress them up as a rival cartel member, dress them up as a police officer and kill them and blame the, the government and blame the rival cartel because they like to continue to intimidate and terrorize. And, and, and that's what the IEDs do. It's a huge terrorizing type of uh, uh, tool. If you think right. about it, uh, you don't know where the heck you're going to step anymore and you're going to you probably die. And so if some migrants die as well, they don't care. They, they have absolutely no 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 uh, uh, consideration for human life here. So if they kill a few of them, they're not going to care. They have plenty of customers. It's Victor Avila. He's running for Congress. Victor Avila for Congress.com, District 23 uh, in the state of Texas. You went to Del Rio recently. What did you find there? Well, uh, they're all over the streets. Illegal aliens are literally roaming the streets. I drove around the streets. And while I was there, the Del Rio Police Department actually put out a public safety alert from their police department to their local citizens saying, be careful because these people are roaming the streets, but not just roaming the streets. Guess what they're doing? A lot of property crimes. I spoke to a local that said that they broke into my shed where my boats are at and stole thousands of dollars of equipment. Uh, people are being uh, uh, held up uh, uh, with knives and, and threatened and uh, panhandlers. And they, they, they're starting to live in, in car washes that are self-service taking over the bays. I mean, literally walking around the streets and, and sleeping out in the streets. And the people tell me they don't feel safe. They're afraid in their own community. One of them being a lieutenant of the DPS saying my own daughters have to change the way and their route of how they get from their act after school activities to our home because wow. of the illegals roaming the street. And, and, and the other thing I want to add here, uh, I got an incredible briefing from a U.S. district judge that I can't name, but uh, I used to work at the U.S. courts. And so it was very uh, interesting to me to see what what the court is seeing in front of them and the cases that they happen to come 
before the judge. One thing is uh, that was said that drug cases have plummeted. Why? Because there's no prompt prosecution. There's no agents out there actually uh, arresting anybody for drug crimes. But what, what has, she has seen or the, the judge has seen in front of her court is um, DACA recipients being arrested for illegal alien smuggling and, and other uh, uh, violations. Come on, really? Wow. Yes, DACA recipients, a lot of them. Uh, another thing is um, uh, child pornography on the illegal alien's phone. So not only do they get them for illegal entry and they prosecute them uh, for illegal alien smuggling, once they take a look in their phone, they have child pornography in there. So they're adding a child pornography charges on there. Um, it, it is incredible. And, and, and I'll reiterate, a lot of OTMs, what they call other than Mexicans, before the court being prosecuted. But this is the kicker, Joe, that you need to know this. The, the, when I was an agent, I had to call the assistant U.S. attorney every single time to get the green light for that prosecution, no matter what time of day or night it was. They have taken that away, this administration, which it blew me away, and given that authority to the Border Patrol, which doesn't exist. And guess who controls Border Patrol? Mallorca's and the Biden administration. Yeah. And so guess what? They're declining 90 plus percent of, uh, of the prosecutions of these people. It's all very sick. I'm glad you gave us an update. And, Victor, next time you go, come back on. Let's talk about it again. It's Victor Avila, retired special agent with ICE and uh, HSI. He's also a candidate for District 23 here in the state of Texas. Victor Avila for Congress.com. Victor, thanks a million. I always appreciate you, Joe. Thank you. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Appreciate Victor coming on. Good guy. Risked his life for our protection at the border when he was a federal agent. And again, uh, Victor Avila for Congress.com is his uh, website. Uh, incredible information. IEDs on the, on, the, on the border. We've got a hangar in San Antonio. There are stories out there now that I'm seeing um, about this hangar. Some sort of a de facto facility for illegal aliens. It doesn't make any sense. Things are going from bad to worse when it comes to the border. And I got to tell you, the 2024 election cannot come fast enough. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Another big hour coming your way. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.